Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. We're into the week of unleavened bread. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. Yeshua specifically mentioned types of leaven that we are to avoid. Let's talk about it. If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in New York and France. Listen out for Red Pill Torah on a radio station near you. So, we're into the Feast of Unleavened Bread right now, and it's a great time to focus on the teachings of Yeshua the Messiah. Now, here's a really good scripture to meditate on during this set-apart time. The Gospel of John, chapter 6, tells us about when Yeshua fed a multitude of people with a small lunch contributed by a young boy. After Yeshua fed the group, verse 14 tells us, After the people saw the sign Yeshua performed, they began to say, Surely, this is the prophet who is to come into the world. These people were referring to when Moshe cited the promise of Elohim in Deuteronomy chapter 18. Verse 18 and 19 say, I will raise up for them a prophet like you, that is, like Moshe, from among their fellow Israelites, and I will put my words in his mouth. He will tell them everything I command him. I myself will call to account anyone who does not listen to my words that the prophet speaks in my name. It looks like the people began to believe in Yeshua, and they were ready to declare him king. Did they believe in Yeshua, or did they want another sign? Let's look deeper. Because it was not the Father's timing, Yeshua left the people. The disciples had taken a boat to cross the sea, but Yeshua did not leave with them. The Gospel tells us that Yeshua walked on the water and went to meet them on the sea. The next day, the crowd of people who were fed by Yeshua's miracle found him. They asked Yeshua, When did you get here? Yeshua answered them, saying, You looked for me, not because of the miracles, but because you ate the bread and were filled. Don't work for food that will spoil, but for the food that will endure unto everlasting life. The people asked Yeshua how they might work the works of Elohim. In verse 29, Yeshua answered, The work of Elohim is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Amen. So they asked him, What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Yeshua said to them, very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of Elohim is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Yeshua declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But, as I told you, you have seen me, and still you do not believe. So, Miss, now we see the true nature of the multitude's belief. What looked like belief was actually something else. Now, this is a powerful scripture 
about the true bread from heaven. As we enjoy our unleavened bread, let's meditate on the teachings of Yeshua. Mm -hmm. As we do that, we must also be careful to avoid a certain type of leaven. We find this warning in Matthew chapter 16, verses 5 through 12. It says, When they went across the lake, the disciples forgot to take bread. Be careful, Yeshua said to them. Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. They discussed this among themselves and said, It is because we didn't bring any bread. Aware of their discussion, Yeshua asked, You of little faith, why are you talking among yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the five thousand and how many basketfuls you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the four thousand and how many basketfuls you gathered? How is it that you don't understand that I wasn't talking about bread? But be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he was not telling them to guard against the yeast used in bread, but against the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. In Luke chapter 12, verse 1, Yeshua urged his disciples to avoid the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight. And what you have whispered in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. This lines up nicely with James chapter 5 verse 12, which tells us to let our yes be yes and our no be a simple no. That leaves no room for pretense or hypocrisy. Just the truth, plainly spoken. The leaven of the Pharisees is deeper than just general pretending and hypocrisy as we might define it. We see it in the story about how the multitude acted after Yeshua fed them miraculously. Remember how Yeshua answered them when they asked him how they could work the works of Elohim? Yeshua said, The work of Elohim is this, to believe in the one he has sent. The leaven of the Pharisees included unbelief towards the one Elohim has sent. Their leaven, or doctrine, emphasized adherence to customs, rituals, and other actions as the foundation of what connected them to the Most High. Their righteousness was like a mask that made the wearer look righteous, but it was not the righteousness of Jehovah Elohim, which our father Abraham received by faith. The multitude that Yeshua fed brought up their biological and historical connection to their ancestors, who had received manna in the wilderness, or bread from heaven, Yeshua redirected their attention to himself, the true bread from heaven. Amen. Rather than to ask for another miracle involving bread, they needed to believe in the one Elohim had sent, the true bread from heaven. Many believers today are pretty hard on the Pharisees in the Bible. Now granted, as a group, they were openly rebuked by Yeshua several times, and they were also behind the plot to kill Yeshua, but still... They were very zealous for the ways of Elohim as they saw them. Remember that the Apostle Paul was a Pharisee. Let's take a look at his conversion story as recorded in Acts chapter 9. Starting at verse 1. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogue in Damascus, so that if he found anyone there who belonged to the way, 
whether man or woman, he might make them a prisoner and take them back to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? I am Yeshua, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. So, what was the difference between Paul the Pharisee and Paul the Apostle? Did he forget all of his training in the Torah and other scriptures? Of course, he didn't discard his training or his identity as a Jew. All he needed was to know that Yeshua is alive. With the revelation of the living, glorified Yeshua, the Torah training fell into place for Paul. Even though Paul probably forgot more scripture than most of us will learn in this life, Paul's encounter with Yeshua has an important message for us today. As we enjoy the blessings of this Feast of Unleavened Bread, we must keep Messiah Yeshua as the focus of our celebration. Amen. Yes, the Torah provides context for the rest of the Bible, but it's Yeshua the Messiah who provides context to the Torah. We are so happy to understand why we need to follow Elohim's instructions, including keeping the Feast of Unleavened Bread. In our zeal for pursuing the things of Elohim, we cannot afford to become proud, wearing masks that make us feel holier than others. Our celebration of unleavened bread is based on faith in the true bread from heaven. So, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and obey the instructions of the Torah as a way of achieving righteousness before the Most High God? Or... Would you take the red pill and keep the feasts in faith, seeing the work of Yeshua the Messiah in each holy time? Now only you can answer that question. In 1 Corinthians 5, verses 7 and 8, Paul said, Get rid of the old yeast, so that you may be a new unleavened batch, as you really are. For the Messiah, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. So for that reason, let us keep the festival not with the old bread leavened with malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. As we celebrate unleavened bread together, we know that our adversaries may try many schemes to distract our focus. Let's remember the wisdom of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 14 through 18. It says, Do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evildoers. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and go your way, for they cannot rest until they do evil. They are robbed of sleep till they make someone stumble. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. The path of the righteous is like the morning sun, shining even brighter till the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Daddy, may we receive direction from the Elohim of Israel this week. Amen. And may we be suddenly advanced in areas of our lives that need his deliverance. Well, that's all we have for today. Uh, read over the scriptures we've shared and discuss them with a friend. Thank you for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah where you, you can, can handle, handle the, the truth. truth.